Good evening. Good evening. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hope that everyone is well. Hope everyone's having a good weekend. Let me see if I can invite some people on. There we go. Hope that we are doing well. Bear with me while I just send a few invites. If you are on, drop me a hello. If you're on replay, drop me a hashtag replay. And do a few invites and there's so many people now, I can't invite everybody. Otherwise I'll be here for 10 minutes and you'll have all switched off. There we go, few invites sent. There we go. Haley's on, Lauren's on, what is up? Hope you are well. Hope you are well. Drop me a comment if you sat there watching. Hope that we are doing well. Hashtag reply. <laughs> that did make me laugh, Haley. That did make me laugh. Right, so tonight is my mentor session. I've really loved and enjoyed the uh, the mentor sessions that have come through the, the community. It's really a, a great way of um, enabling um, you all to connect, enabling you to share your own stories and um, inspire and motivate and help other people. So um, what's up, Sean, my friend? Hello, Mitch. How are we doing? Yes, lighter evenings definitely make a big difference, Lauren. Certainly for me, anyway. Um, what I'll do is with this mentor session, uh, I've had some feedback that the that some people that want to catch up they they benefit from listening to the content, um, and they get a bit distracted by the on the replay bits where people are catching up. So what I'll do is, if we can. If you've got any questions, fire them in by all means. But what I'll do is I'll, I'll go through the, the things that I want to share and then I'll hit questions at the end. So that will allow people that jump in um, on replay to be able to just watch it straight through and get the content without me being distracted. Because I can be distracted and I will probably um, spend my time engaging. So um, drop me your comments by all means feel free to do that i'd love to to hear from you and be engaged and then i'll directly address any questions at the end so my um mental session the topic tonight is all about self-development and and the thing is i wouldn't be where i am right now if i didn't prioritize self-development if i didn't focus on developing myself and i won't be in the future where i want to be unless i continue to do that so I'm really passionate about that, but my passion goes another step forward where it's I am able then to share the things that I've learned about myself and, and my self-development journey to help other people in their own as well. So that's what makes me excited about tonight. That's what makes me excited about the community in general is that opportunity to learn, share and grow together. So here we are. Hope you are settled, comfortable and well. By all means, um, take some notes if you want to. If anything I do say, my my aim tonight is to tell you a story through me um, because that's what I know. That's my experience. But I want to share some really practical tips, tricks, hints or whatever that might be so that you can implement them in your own in your own lives. Um, it will be a pick and choose, it will be a check and test, it will be a try stuff. I won't be able to give you 
the answers. I will be able to give you options and it'll be up to you to then work out what's best for you. Hello, Bethan, how we doing? So, should I get cracking? What I have started with, I've got a few notes. I'm not a trainer. I'm just sharing my, my knowledge and my experience. What's up, Anna? Um, the first myth I want to break is about self-development being selfish. And you saw my post the other day and I just really wanted to hit that head on before I start, because those around you, your friends, your family, your colleagues, those people need you at your best. So it's not selfish to put yourself first and get yourself in a state where you can be at your best, because you will turn up and be better for those around you that need you. OK, um, also. And this is something that I've learned is, you know, our closest people to us, they role model. So, for example, Corey's going to be looking up at me, my boy. He's been looking up at me and um, he's going to learn a lot about life through the way that I act. And th so if I'm not reaching my potential and I'm not growing and developing himself, then he's going to look at that and he's not going to the likelihood he's not going to reach his own potential. That's selfish of me to prevent him from reaching his own potential. You know, so when we start to think about it is actually necessary for us to show up for those around us, self-care and self-development all of a sudden becomes a bit of a, um, not a higher priority, but something that we shouldn't be guilty for prioritising. So that's just what I wanted to start with, really. Just a bit of a rant to say it ain't selfish. You know, it ain't selfish. What's up, Amanda? I know you'll be passionate about what I've just said if you've just caught it too. Um... You know, have you ever wondered what your full potential is? You know, wouldn't you want to find out, you know, if not for you, for others? Um, it is not selfish. If you want to grow a business, if you want to grow a family, if you want to grow a club, a hobby, you must first grow yourself, you know? And that's something that I want to be sharing with you tonight around not just, yeah, the motivation to do it, but actually more some of the practical things that you might be able to, uh, <clears throat> to use. The one thing I will say, and I know Sean is really passionate about this, there is only now, right? There is only now. When you open your mind to self-development, you suddenly realise how much resource is out there. And there comes this overwhelm. Where do I start? What do I do? How much do I... Ah, I can't read it all. There is only now. No guilt about the past, about not doing it. No guilt about not doing it. But make a choice. Prioritise what is important right now. And be happy with anything that you do. Because any time spent on you, whether it be an hour, five minutes, that is progress. That is an investment in you and you can't take that away, you know. So focus on now. There is only now. And anything you do, you will benefit in the future from it. Okay? You can't be taken backwards for things you've not done, you just stay still. So any investment moves you forward. See it that way, and then hopefully that'll get rid of any overwhelm. So the simplest way I can describe any of my personal development journeys is, is habit. You know, I do things now where I don't even realise it's personal development because I've just built the habit of doing it so frequently and so often. So what I'm structuring my talk about tonight is the key habits that I have developed in my personal development journey, okay? Um, in my younger years, 
yeah, I am, I am 30. So in my younger years, we're talking sort of 18 to 21, always very driven, you know? I don't know what I was driven to achieve. I just knew I wanted to better myself. I knew I wanted to, I had potential, but I wasn't focused, I wasn't smart. I didn't really apply myself in, in a real strategic way to get to where, I didn't know where I wanted to be. I just knew that I wanted to be, you know, 10 miles down the motorway or whatever. I knew I wanted to progress and develop, but I didn't know for what reason. I didn't know where I wanted to be. So, you know, I've learned a lot over the last sort of 10 to 12 years around developing myself to really become more smart, and more focused. And that will play out in some of these um, habits. But the first thing I've been, um, the first thing that really sharpens that for me was self-reflection. So habit number one that I developed in my personal development journey was the habit of self-reflection. Now, just two simple questions, two simple questions. What went well? And what could I do better? What went well? And what could I do better? So when I've gone through something, I would take the effort to, that's cool, Kerry. So I would take the effort to, um, to just, just be after an event. I'm very, I'm quite reflective anyway, in terms of my gathering energy. Um, but I would ask myself what went well, um, because that's good. I, I want to know what went well so that I can keep doing it more often and more intentionally. Um, and that, you know, gives a bit of a boost, but also what, what could I have done better? You know, it's um, looking at opportunities to continually move forward. I didn't ask the question, what was I rubbish at? What sucked? What was crap? I probably would have cried and, you know, I, I don't need that emotional, you know, come down. Just what could I have done better? Because I can do something about it. And once I've asked myself those questions, I would journal. So whether that just be on a Word document, on a notes on my phone, or in a, just get it out of here. Get it out of here, write it down. Um, I probably wouldn't even go back to those notes. Um, it was just the process of getting it out. Having that time to think, what is it that's gone well? What could I do better? Write it down. And it just I've just gone through that process of reflecting and getting it out. Now that I look back at those notes five years ago, I can really see my growth. I can see the change in my thinking. I can see the change in my behavior. And it's really useful to go back and, you know, for a personal feeling sort of things, like, yeah, I'm on the right track. I'm doing well, you know, and it's being able to celebrate those wins. You know, scrapbooking as well. Um, I've always got, so Microsoft have got this thing called OneNote. Uh, I guess it's a bit like Pinterest where you can just pin loads of stuff to it. If I've ever looked at a YouTube video that I've liked, uh, an article, I just pin it all to one place. All these things that have inspired me or motivated me or things that I just want to go back as a resource to, to look at, um, just keeping them all in, a, in, a, in an accessible place for you um, is another good way to um, keep that self-reflection and self-learning and development growing. Habit number two, habit number two I've developed was feedback, um, seek feedback. Now, in my early days, and I'm going to be brutally honest, and be brutally honest, um, I used to ask for feedback. So I've got this huge thing from my childhood around validation. You know, I always needed validation. I always needed that sense of um, knowing that I was making a difference and I was doing what I should be. I was doing it well. Um, and I sought feedback as a way to get that validation. Now, 
as a young gun, you know, it can be quite, ouch, when you get negative feedback. Now, I was so in need of validation, in need of positive reinforced feedback that I learned to take negative feedback. Don't get me wrong, like, I, it's still, it, it used to hurt and I probably would fight it and I'd resist it. But the one thing I didn't do is dismiss it. Um, and that's the thing I would say to you is get used to, get in the habit of asking people for feedback from people that you know and that you can trust to give you a, a balanced view and opinion. Listen to what's good because we need to know that to, to, to know that we're on the right path. But listen to the negatives, right? Listen to the negative and think if this feedback were true, what would I want to do as a result? You know, and in there is the learning, in there is the growth. And that's what's important. I don't need to be told now everything that I'm good at um, because actually I've got enough self-awareness and reflection to know what went well. What's going to better me is learning from the stuff that probably didn't or what could have gone better. Um, don't get me wrong, I still need to hear the positives to remind myself. You know, we're all, you know, I'm particularly an emotionally driven guy. Um, but I thrive on the negatives now or the developmental feedback because that is where I will grow. And I will listen to it and I have a choice. I've asked for the feedback and I have a choice. I either accept it and do something or I reject it and do nothing. You know, it's a choice. You're in control. Habit number two was feedback. The third habit I've developed in my personal development journey is about setting goals. Now, there's a well-known fact that say less than 3% of the population set goals. Um, you know, there's something I heard the other day. I can't remember who said it, but... Um, Apparently, more people spend time planning a holiday than they do pl spend time planning their life. That's amazing, right? I mean, we all need a holiday, but, you know, we've got to live this life every day. Wouldn't you want to be getting the best out of it? So setting goals. Um, that is a session in itself. So Adam's come on and he's given a great session on goal setting. So I won't go into any more depth than that. But the main thing I've sort of got habits so of when we think about me not being focused when I was younger getting clear on what do I want? Where do I want to be? Asking myself those questions enabled me to focus, focus my energy, focus my efforts. Um, and it enables progress to happen and growth to happen at a quicker rate. I was growing and I was developing, don't get me wrong. But when I know what I'm aiming towards, I can align everything to grow quicker. Um, and I wrote those goals down. The thing I love about what Lisa does and the unique girls do is they visualize, they create visual goals in terms of vision boards. Um, and it's just a great way of bringing it to life, sticking it. So when we do this office up, um, I'm going to put up some visual pictures that represent my goals. So I've shared with you the, the, the Trobrick Civic Center. That to me is a crazy goal that scares me when I look at it, but it motivates me and it reminds me why I want to do what I want to do. Um, and it's things like that that, that, that you can do with your goals and not just the visual senses but also the other senses so i think i've said to you before when lisa was aiming for a status that's so an orange status we had a bit of fun with it so i had a bit of fun with her goals and i bought her hugo boss orange the fragrance and she had to wear it every day and her challenge was to get that status before the perfume ran out you know, and it's just embedding that kind of visualization um, within your goals, connecting it to other things and your senses to to really remind you, keep you on track and keep you focused around what you're actually trying to aim and achieve. So have a little think about what that could be for you. 
Um, and whatever you do, just write stuff down. Write it, document it somewhere. Get it out of here and into the real world. You know, everything around us first started as an idea. Habit number four. I worked on my mindset. I worked on my mindset. Now, for me, it was about being comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's where growth and development is. Doing new things that you've never done before, um, learning, becoming comfortable with failure, seeing failure as necessary because you learn more from your losses than you do from your wins, you know? And that leads me on to, you know, a, a real kind of phrase that actually really underpins my mindset, which is either you win or you learn. You know, when you see whether you win or you learn, you just do more stuff because there's something good that's going to come out of it at the end. You know, every time you either you're either going to get what you want and you're going to achieve something or you're going to get a lesson that's going to enable you to be better in the future. Um, one thing I've really focused on in the last few years is strengths. It's focusing on what I do well because that's where I'm at my most uh, energized, motivated. I'm going to enjoy doing things I'm good at. So if I focus on my strengths, I'm more likely to do more things and enjoy it whilst I'm doing it. Um, there's a lot of talk about, oh, you know, look at your weaknesses and, and plug those. Do you know what? If you've got a good team around you, you can all play to your strengths, you know. I'm good at certain things and I'm rubbish at other things, but it doesn't matter because I surround myself with people that are great at the things that I'm not. And together, Emma, and together we are you know, better for it. And I love working with people. So focusing on my strengths has enabled me to just enjoy that, that getting stuff done with other people. The last sort of thing, honestly, probably not the last, but another key thing with my mindset was really focus on what I can control. What I can control and what I can do, you know. There's always going to be, I can't do this, I can't do that, I haven't got time for this, I haven't got time for that, I don't have these resources. That which is limiting belief is just taking my legs, it's disempowering me. So the habit I've really focused on this is really like, I don't even know I'm doing it, I'm so optimistic. It's, okay, what can I do? What can I control? And invariably, when the situation's not in my control, my thoughts and my feelings and my actions are where I know that is my base. And don't get me wrong, I have my bad days, but building that habit and that strong foundation of focusing on me, what I can control, how I think, how I act, how I feel, um, has made me so much more dynamic to the way that I deal with problems that come into my life, the challenges that face, um, focusing on what I can control, focusing on the way I think and feel about certain situations. It's much more empowering. It means I am generally more happier than I am, um, you know, feeling a victim of my, my situation, my circumstance. So yeah, habit number four, I worked on my mindset. So the fifth habit I've really, the fifth habit I've really focused on or I've developed as part of my own personal development journey is surrounding myself with like-minded people. Surrounding myself with like-minded people. And now, I've been called up on this in the past and when I've said that. And people go, what, you mean people that are just going to tell you that you're right? It's not about that. It's about surrounding yourself with people that, um, you know, believe what you believe, that have the similar values. 
it, they're not, you know, we're going to do things differently. So we're going to have different opinions about how things should be done. But, you know, surrounding myself with the right people, they're going to call me out when I'm holding myself back or when I'm getting the wrong end of the spit, stick or being judgmental. The right people will call me on that because they'll want me to be better. Um, I surround myself with people that are inspired by similar things to me, that talk positively, that, you know, want others to win and grow and learn. That's why I created this community. If we are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, what I hope for this community is that I'm raising your averages and my averages too, because the people that are coming together in this community believe similar things. We've all got different experiences. We've all got different things to add and share to the world. But coming together, we bring each other up. We raise each other. We support each other. We increase our average. You know, we increase our average. And that is what I want for me. And that's what I want for you. And we're in control of that. Hi, Tracy. Uh, we're in control of that because if you think about those people around you, just think. Do they add to your day? Do they add to your life or do they take away? Do they add energy? Do they take it away? Do they inspire you? Do they demotivate you? Do they lift you up? Do they bring you down? Once you get clear on those type of people, you're going to more likely surround yourself with people that bring you up rather than bring you down. Um, and I know that we've got families and I know that we've got lifelong friends. Um, but if you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with, wouldn't you want to make sure that those people bring you up rather than bring you down? Um, I also surround myself with, so that's communities, you know, developing a community, particularly what we've got here, that helping and enable you to be more and do more. But also coaches and mentors, you know, coaches and mentors. So a mentor is someone that's been there, done exactly what you want. They've gone through things that, you know, you want to experience and they're able to share just by being them, their knowledge, their experience that they've built up over time. Um, because those people will love to share with you their journey too. That will motivate them and it will remind them why they, the journey they've been on. But also they will be able to share with you the lessons that, you know, you can overcome really quickly. So rather than spending the next 10 years trying to make the same mistakes so that you can learn and grow, wouldn't it be great if someone was able to give you the life lessons they've learned so you could learn at such a rapid pace? That's the great thing about mentors. Um, that's why I've labelled these sessions mentors, because we've all got something to share. We've all you, you sat there right now. You might not believe it, but you just being you and telling your story about something you're passionate about will motivate and inspire and get other people thinking, you know. So my challenge is to get you to think about the value that you can bring this community. And if I see it, and I'm going to see it in you before you see it in yourself, maybe, then I'm going to get you and I'm going to try and help you. Um, because doing something like this feels great. I tell you, sharing and helping other people win. It's a great feeling. So if I can enable you to do that, then I'm going to then I'm going to make that my mission. Um, and coaches as well, you know, even though I'm a coach, actually um, having a coach um, enables me to learn more about myself, what I want and what I don't want um, and the things that I can do to get what I want. Um, I'm not just saying it because I'm a coach. 
I'm saying it because I've been coached and I know the benefit. I have some ridiculously limiting beliefs too, don't get me wrong. Um, and it takes someone that's not connected to us, that um, I can trust, that has a rapport, but will um, say what I need to say um, or get me to think about what I need to think about. So the power of a coach is real. Um, if you've not had one and you want one, um, there are a couple in this group and community, just find them, get search them out um, because you'll be amazed at the power of, you know, conversation. How are we doing? Are we still with me? So if you've jumped on um, since the start, what I said at the very start was that I'm powering through and I'm um, going to wrap up all the questions at the end. Just a little bit of feedback that people have given when they do catch up on replay and they find that, I'm talking to whoever's live. So I'm not ignoring the comments. I am looking at them. I am reading them. But I'll address everything at the end so that those that jump in on replay can watch straight through, get the value, and then I'll uh, address the questions at the end. So habit number six, maximize time efficiently. Now, when I put some scope out, I had a few people asking me about... Um, a few people, I, you, you're never late, Tracy, it's never late. You, you're just grateful that you're here. So maximize time efficiently. I had a few people talking about procrastination. I had a few people talking about what about if I don't have enough time. This habit is what helps with that, okay? Maximizing time. The first thing is there should be no pressure. Take it away. Take away the pressure on yourself to do stuff. It's what I said at the very start. Any time spent on you is good. It's moving forward. So no pressure. Tip number wherever I am with those numbers. Make it easy. Make it easy. Make it enjoyable. Okay? Make it easy. Make it enjoyable. Because we're more likely to do it. Okay? We're more likely to do stuff if it's easy. Um, you know, whether that be... Um, okay, so my next point here is focus on the platform that works for you. Okay? Now that might be audiobooks, that might be a book, that might be um, YouTube, it might be coaches, it might be conferences, whatever that is. How I've made that easy for myself is just being in the car, audiobooks. That's simple. All I've got to do, plug it in, listen. You know, I've made it as easy for myself as I possibly can. To make it enjoyable, I just find the content that resonates and that, you know, to me. Um, I enjoy spending time listening to those sorts of things. You might not find what you find enjoyable. Um, you know, there's so many different resources out there. Um, I learn best by reading, you know, by physically holding something and reading it. And But I don't sit still for long enough to read a book. So what I've done to maximise my time efficiently is to try and get that content in in different ways. So I'm using audiobook, right? Audiobook is not my preferred style of learning, but I will get through a book 10 times quicker than I would if I physically sit down and try and read it. So it's just trying to think, how can I use my time better? Now, the bigger picture here is around your time. You know, we've all got 24 hours a day. Have a little bit of an audit. Ask yourself, what do you do with your time, right? So I did that and I questioned, what am I willing to do differently? 
what habit or behaviour could I remove that isn't serving me and replace that with something that would? Now, I used to play PlayStation quite often because, you know, busy day job, analyst, always in the mind. I just wanted stuff to numb my brain. So I'd play PlayStation. Um, I'd listen to crappy radio to and from my commute. So those are the two things I picked out. That's an hour and 40 minutes almost every day. So just doing a quick audit, I found I had an hour and 40 minutes every day that if I just simply changed what I did, then I would be investing an hour and 40 minutes a day back into myself. You know, Netflix is a killer of dreams. Don't get me wrong, there's some great content on Netflix, but you can lose your life to Netflix. Um, and it's been a great thing that I've been able to free myself from, television. You know, I do not watch a great deal of telly and I'm happy. I'm glad I don't because um, I'm spending that time on doing things like this, you know, and I'm doing it on things that I enjoy. doesn't mean I don't ever watch telly. It doesn't mean I don't ever have downtime. It just means that I'm doing stuff that's more productive with my time. I'm more efficient with my time. Um, you know, so think about what sacrifices you are willing to make. Um, that's the That's the important bit. That you're willing to make because like I said when you make it easy and make it fun if it's not something you're willing to do you're gonna find excuses you know and that's what we want to remove by making it easy by making it fun and enjoyable we want you to be able to do it take action what's up Adam um, a lot of this will be duplicate from what you said so I, I know that you've heard this before so I'm grateful for you checking in um, this evening pal or this morning for you um, what we want is to avoid procrastination, right? The thing with procrastination that I've learned over the last year is, um, was whatever I was trying to do ever important enough? Because if it's important enough, I won't put it off. Now, this is why I've labelled myself always better than yesterday. Because if I'm always better than yesterday, I'm not going to put it off tomorrow. You know, I can't be always better than yesterday if I put it off till tomorrow. Um, so question, what it is that you are procrastinating with and is it important enough to you? And if it's not, then don't feel bad. It's just not important. You don't need to do it. If you're feeling guilty, maybe you want to change how important it is for you. Make sure that it happens. You know, if you are giving it the right importance and you are procrastinating, what are you denying yourself? What are you denying yourself? If you're not motivated, do it anyway. Do it anyway. You will become inspired by the progress you make and then you will become motivated to continue. Habit number seven very much links to habit six and it's about maximising the resources. Maximising the resources around you. So there's just so much out there, right? We don't want overwhelm. So what I will say is maximise what you need right now. So having that greater level of self-awareness and self-reflection, you will know where you are right now and you will know where you want to be. So then you can map back what skills do I need to get there? What knowledge do I need to gain? What behaviour do I need to develop? All these things mean that you can be selective in your choice of resource, okay? Now, that might be I need to focus on my mindset right now because I'm holding myself back. It might be I need a bit of positivity in my life. It might be I need to develop my business or I need more confidence. Whatever it might be, if your biggest need right now is confidence, there ain't no point learning all about how to build your Facebook algorithms. Because 
you ain't going to be doing stuff on your Facebook anyway. You know, what is the most important thing for you to take you forward towards your goals? That will enable you to be the most efficient and effective in your use of time and your choice of resource. When you also look at those things, there's so many free things online that can help with, you know, your awareness. And so recently in the group, we shared the 16personalities.com. If you've not um, been on that, that gives you a really good uh, insight into your own um, psychometrics, your own kind of behavioral traits. 16personalities.com, have a go, a couple of questions, and it will give you some really good insight into your, I think it's based on Myers-Briggs. Um, Brendan Bouchard's high performance indicator tool. So you fill out a similar sort of questionnaire and he gives you a score on is six, <laughs> six, your six high performance habits, the, the, the habits of high performers. And he will give you a score against each of them. And that will enable you to focus. Which habit do I need to focus on? Again, clarity. Gaining clarity is the absolute thing that's going to take you forward take big picture and overwhelm we narrow it down to what's important right here right now to enable you to take the action necessary um again dan pink he talks about introversion extroversion and ambiversion again that is an online tool that you can use to get a bit more self-awareness so there's a lot of stuff out there and again your resources available to you your coaches your mentors if you've not got a mentor get one in work in your business in your um peer group whatever that might be it's just simply someone that's been there and done it, you know? Get close to them, ask them questions, learn from them. It's the quickest way to learn. Um, and your communities. Maximise this community. Surround yourself with people, you know? They are resources, if you want to put it that way. Um, there's so much stuff in this in this community. Adam, again, he's got his own uh, personal development ideas sharing community. We are not the only two people that have them. There's going to be things out there that will benefit you too. You've just got to find what works for you. And if you stay here and you engage here, then I'm grateful to have you here. I also appreciate that this might not be for you. And I don't want you to feel like you have to stay. I want you actually to find what feels right for you. Because I want you to grow. I want you to develop. I want you to feel the benefits of your time that you're spending right now. That's habit seven. Habit number eight. And this is the one I've really had to kind of develop over the last year. And this is my last habit. So the last habit is self-care. I did a post on it recently. The last habit I've developed is self-care. And um, just go easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself. So I've always been driven, determined. I always want the best for me, for the people around me. I've just had to go easy on myself because you can try and do too much. You can burn out. You can lose your way. You know, I had to really start to become more present. I naturally, my brain is 403 miles an hour. Um, it's always on the go. I, I'm, I'm never stopping thinking, which is the one thing where Lisa and I are very different. We both lay there, uh, go to bed and... I'd say, what are you thinking? And she'd be like, nothing. Like, what What do you mean, what do you think? I'm like, I'm just wondering if penguins have got knees, you know? Like, I, my brain, my brain it was just been 100 miles an hour ever since I've ever known it. So um, 
always living in the future, always thinking about what I'm going to do next, where I need to develop next, who I need to speak to next, next week, tomorrow, three months from now, what am I going to do when I'm 49? You know, this is the way my brain works. So focusing on more on myself and being present has been really beneficial for me. So a few things have really helped me with that. Meditation. A year ago, if I thought I'd be meditating, I'd be like, wow, like, I've changed. And um, I got comfortable with that because it's just simply just centering my penguins. It's just centering myself. Being still for five minutes, ten minutes, and just learning how to draw my attention to my senses, you know, enabling my thoughts to come and go um, and just have much more flow. Um, it's really helped me. I mean, meditation's really helped me. I didn't do it enough throughout the winter months, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I, uh, I didn't benefit from it. I didn't feel the benefits from meditation, um, and I should have kept it going. Um, so I've got back in that habit now, and I'm, I'm, I'm benefiting from that. The other thing I, I did as well was um, I did something called gratitude journaling, um, and I had a little notebook. Uh, and at the start of the day, I'd write three things down that I was grateful for. Now, these can be, you know, as simple as um, having eyes, you know, breathing, waking up to some of the more deeper things like, you know, being able to help people achieve what they want to achieve, you know, related to my why or or just having a house or food or not having to walk four miles for my first drink in the morning, you know. Um, you'll be amazed how we forget the simple things and, um, yeah, paying much more attention to the great things in my life around me. And at the end of the day, what I would do is um, write the three things, you know, my three wins for the day. Getting into the habit of, you know, celebrating my wins, what went well for the day. And that was really great. You know, that... That I don't do that continuously because what I've done is I've built the habit of thinking those things uh, and doing a gratitude journal really built that habit for me. Um, I did it daily um, and I naturally think along those lines now. I, it's been really powerful. It's, you know, again, developed my mind. Um, you know, once you develop these things, they can't be taken away from you. Ah, oh, thanks, Tom, mate. Thank you. Um, and the other thing for me was... You know, that's self-care, exercise. Exercise, you know, I got to that point, two kids, definitely had dad bod, wasn't, you know, wasn't terribly overweight, but just unhealthy, didn't sleep a great deal, um, wasn't eating the right sort of things to give me energy, um, wasn't, pro I was exercising every now and again, but not at the right times, um, you know. What I found was, just by trying, just by doing different things, getting up early, you know, this is my sacrifice, um, getting up half an hour earlier and doing a 15 minute hit session to high intensity training. So I sacrificed half an hour sleep. I did 15 minutes of exercise and that gave me so much more energy. It gave me so much more energy to hit the day. I was much better, you know, for the people around me, much more energetic, much more positive. Um, I slept better and it then knocked on to me wanting to eat better. It knocked on to me sleeping better. Um, all just from trying things, trying what works. Some people, some people benefit from exercising in the evening because it enables them to defrag. For me, exercise gives me energy in a strange kind of way. <clears throat> um, and that's what, yeah, self-care. 
gave some time for myself and the benefits were for the people around me. So those <clears throat> were my eight habits that I've developed in my personal journey. There were probably more, um, but I'm quite proud of them. So habit number one, self-reflection. Habit two, feedback. Three, setting goals. Four, working on my mindset. Five, surrounding myself with like-minded people. Six, I maximise my time efficiently. Seven, I maximise the resources available to me. Eight, I practised self-care. There we go. 40 minutes. 40 minutes. And don't get me wrong, that's just what works for me. There are going to be things that work for you. And I'm really interested in you know what works for you. I'm always learning um, from other people. So if there are... Um, personal development, self-development habits that you have that have really served you well, I'd love to know. Drop them in the comments. Um, oh, what I want to do is give a bit of um, a few recommendations, actually. So some resources that really helped me. So for mindset and positivity, I would say two books. One is Mindset by Carol Dweck, which proves that a, grind, a growth mindset is not reserved for the privileged few. Anybody can develop a growth mindset. Um, helps you do more, become more, and achieve more, really, through the power of your mind. Um, and The Energy Bus by John Gordon. So I've always been naturally optimistic. I think that comes from my mum. I think those of you that have seen me speak before know that my mum's the greatest source of either she just lives her life in constant head in the sand or she just genuinely is optimistic her mantra is it'll be fine but what the energy bus enabled me to do is is recover from bad days a lot quicker so we're not positive because life's great we're positive because life can be tough and um you know being being positive on the tough days has been a, a thing that's been really beneficial and powerful for me so that's thanks to the energy bus leadership if you're looking to sit there and uh, you're looking to develop your leadership i would say is definitely something by simon sinek so we start with why all leaders eat last are, are great, um, great resources, um, whether it be book, audio book or YouTube. Legacy by James Kerr. Now, this is the 15 lessons in life that um, in the 15 lessons in life that we can learn from the All Blacks. 15 lessons in leadership that we can learn from the All Blacks, the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team. And then, you know, the reason I'm saying this is resource is because it's what I enjoy, you know? Probably 75% of you aren't going to enjoy reading about a rugby team. Um, and that's cool, you know, because you're going to read about things that do relate to you. Um, and, that, and that's the whole point. Is it simple? Is it easy? Is it fun? Um, Self-development, anything by Tony Robbins. You know, anything by Tony Robbins is going to be, you know, taking you one step forward, definitely. Uh, if you're looking to develop your business, then something by Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk's been really helpful for me in terms of social media branding and, and, and things like that. Um, or Tim Ferriss, you know, the four hour work week. So those are just some of the resources available, you know, whether it be an audiobook, podcast, whether it be YouTube. Um, surround yourself with stuff, try new things. Um, what I really love, if you could. Um, Pick and choose a couple of things that I've said tonight that really resonate with you. Let me know. Drop it in the comments or even in a couple of weeks' time. Just let me know in a post. And just tell me what you've done, what you've tried, and whether it worked for you or whether it didn't. 
And if it didn't, that's no shame on any of us. It's not that I'm giving you bad advice. It's not that you've not done it well enough. It just isn't the thing that um, is the right for you. You know, there will be other things. There will be other resources that absolutely take you forward. They resonate with you and they will um, they will be valuable. So do you have any questions? Of course, you've got questions. But are you going to ask them? Are you going to ask them? Let me just while you're writing your comments, because I know there's a bit of a delay. I am going to go back through the comments. David says hi. Hello, David. It's great to have so many of you on. I really appreciate it. On a Sunday evening, lots of fist bumps. The time is now. Kerry Sims got her mum over. Say hello to your mum for me, Kerry. Yeah. Amanda, you are... You are ready for a mentor session. I just know it. I just know it. We'll, we'll talk on Saturday. I will pin you down for a mentor session. Fun is fun. Encourages repetition. Yes, definitely, Adam. You know, you know it. You need to do more self-care, Lauren. Yeah, if there's anything I can help you with, Lauren, on that, on that then uh, you will get in touch with me, won't you? Right. Which habit have you found most beneficial? I think the first thing um, that I said it was the most beneficial because therein... So the habit number one was self-reflection. And I think by doing that self-reflection, it's the kind of founding pillar of, of, of everything I've then done as a result. I think what it has enabled me to do to um, just recognise where I am and where I want to be, what I'm doing well, what I need to get better at. That practice of just taking the time to review what I did, what did I learn, take the lesson and move forward. Self-reflection in terms of personal development, I think, has been the most crucial for me to do. What has been the hardest to ingrain? Um, it was my time, time management. And um, I know you think you put this, Amanda. My, I have this huge procrastination chimp. Um, and what's really helped me most is that I'm not doing it for myself, I'm doing it for other people. So having this community is keeping me accountable and it's making sure that I take action. <clears throat> I'm being coached. I'm, um, you know, I the big part of my coaching is I don't want to make a business to make money. I don't want to make a business to um, do anything other than help other people. Because um, uh, I get so much fulfilment from enabling, you know, some of the things that I've seen people that I've coached go on and do. Um, it just I would do it for the rest of my life without pay, you know, guaranteed. But. I can't impact more people unless I build a business around it. So, um, yeah, being coached to, to, to do that, managing my time and not procrastinating, being held accountable to other people is what probably drives and motivates me. And I know that I've still got to keep doing that for myself, managing my own time. And uh, that's why um, 
I fight because sometimes I just want to reward myself with chilling on the sofa. Time management is always a constant practice, I think. Um, I have to say, I find self-care possibly the hardest thing. Yeah, you're not going to be on your own, Tom. You, you really won't. Um, I don't know whether you caught the start of the live where I, where I addressed the self-care um, myth. Um, and if you didn't, I'll go over it one more time because it's really important. And, and actually, it's not selfish. It's for the benefit of those around you. Show up being the best version of you um, means that you will be the person that those around you need you to be. That's all it comes down to. If you can put yourself in the best position possible to be at your best, fulfill your own potential, you will naturally show up to be the person that those around you need. Whether that be your family, your friends, your work colleagues, your business, your you know kids. A better you is a better them. Remember that and use that to motivate you. Naturally, selfless people will see it as, you know, something they shouldn't prioritise themselves over others. And if you are selfless, when you have that energy that you've just given yourself, you're going to spend more time helping other people anyway. That's cool, Tom. That's cool. I appreciate it. So, yeah. Any more questions? Any more questions? I really appreciate you joining me this Sunday evening. I hope it's been useful. I hope it's been valuable. I will love it. I will thrive on it if you can let me know what resonated with you. Um, and even more so, if you can let me know what you try. Let me know what you try. Let me know what really works for you. Let me know what doesn't. If you feel like someone could benefit from this, if you feel that um, someone needs to hear some of the messages that I've shared, then please, please do invite them into the community um, because I want them to benefit. I want them to feel um, the power of this community and what we have to share with each other. Thank you, Amanda. Selfless people need self-care the most. I think that's coming from experience and I think that is someone that knows and I think Amanda knows what she's talking about. So we should 100% listen to her. And my wife's just turned up just as I'm about to leave, which is cool. It's fine. She would have heard this this morning when I was fortunate enough to go live in, in Adam's community. Which you should definitely check out. Personal development ideas sharing. Adam Bocut. Have a great week. Have a great week. Um, surround yourself with positive people. Set some goals for the week. And smash it. Smash it. Much love. I'll see you soon.